Hey, everybody. Um, Rachel from School Psych Podcast. And we are here today just to chat a little bit, a little bit of a quick uh, impromptu interview with Eric, who is um, School Psychologist of the Year um, from Connecticut. So we're really excited. We've been kind of teasing him a little bit and calling him Spotty. Uh, so, um, But I wanted to uh, kind of more formally introduce Eric to you guys, um, even though I know everybody's familiar with him from the podcast. But Eric Elias is a 29-year practicing school psychologist psychologist in Connecticut and 2018 Connecticut School Psychologist of the Year. Eric's a member of NASPA's uh, Communications Committee, an, an, an author and a musician and father of three beautiful teenagers. Eric went to Bucknell University for his graduate degree in school psychology and recently became credentialed as a diplomate in school neuropsychology. So Eric, we got a couple questions for you, but I'm going to turn it over to Rebecca. <laughs> Yes, Eric, and, and Eric is very modest, for those of you who don't know. And while he's, when he was presented with this award for Connecticut School Psychologist of the Year, his um, faculty and the presenter and his, um, his intern had the most beautiful things to say about him, and they were all um, in sync. They all, they all agree that he is one of the most um, caring, gifted professionals with with the most um, humility. So you're not going to hear it from him, but you can, you'll hear it from me. Um, so Eric, we were wondering, as Spotty, what are your thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts on the field of school psychology? Well, first of all, I'll, I'll, we'll say thank you <laughs> to both of you and, and to Anna, who's not here. But uh, I won't introduce myself as Anna's sub today since, <laughs> since we're chatting with me. But um, uh, I'm honored to get to work with you guys. I really am. And, and honored to get to be a part of CASP, Connecticut's Association and NASP. And um, the field, 29 years um, is a long time. It's kind of funny. Uh, as I've crossed into my 50s uh, not too long ago, um, it, uh, the field has changed a lot. Uh, you know, initially back in the late 80s when I was training, it was... Um, we did a couple of tests, uh, WJ cognitive, uh, WJ achievement and a WISC uh, R cognitive. Um, and it was discrepancy approach uh, to identifying specific learning disability. Um, the science in, in that piece of our education, I think, was young. Uh, um, it's grown a lot. I mean, there was a lot of research in cognitive psychology prior to that. But um, the uh, iteration of our tests um, has, has really grown. And um, CHC theory and a number of things that have influenced how our tests are um, developed and utilized um, and sometimes controversial um, has really blossomed in the last 20 years. So um, I find that aspect in the field pretty fascinating. And I would encourage anyone in, you know, wherever you are in your field to um, do what Gary Canavay, um I think so eloquently uh, encouraged us is to know our tests and to know what they do and to accurately um, interpret them. So being very aware of what we're capable of, um, of doing with our tests. And, and to that, I, I add a funny quote. Um, and this is, I think, uh, attributed to Mark Twain, but I actually think um, it was Josh Billings who said this, um, the 18th, uh, 19th century satirist. Um, but the, the, I'll paraphrase it. It says something like, um, it's not what we, what we think we know that gets us in. It's not what we know that gets us into trouble. It's what we think we know that just ain't so. And I value that, that humorous quote because we often make assumptions in our field. And 
this can lead us to perhaps uh, misdiagnosing or misidentifying students' needs um, or not providing the appropriate or effective support. So I, I think about that, that it goes along to me with the actuarial uh, sort of style of interpretation that we really need to know our tests and do our best to um, interpret them accurately. Mm-hmm. Well said. Um, yeah. So I'm going to follow up with another question. <laughs> then. Um, just do you have any words of wisdom for those of us who are not um, at our 29th year? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in, in jest, you know, we were saying just keep swimming as uh, <laughs> as uh, Nemo or Dory or somebody said, Um, (laughs) you know, a lot of things I think affect longevity in the field. And I do think we are at a place of crisis um, uh, in terms of losing people in the field or not being able to retain people in the field. Um, So I think in in some respects, being aware of self-care needs uh, to, you know, maintain our, position in a, in a very busy field and to uh, a field that has high burnout rate and high attrition um, is probably something that requires a sense of refocus and redirection on a regular basis and a sense of really knowing uh, how to provide self-care, how to support one another, um, how to take care of ourselves, how to um, wind down at the end of the day, how to not overburden our family members with complaints if we're stressed out. Um, and, and perhaps, you know, knowing how to structure our leisure time in a way that it really feeds us and, and pays, uh, pays off. And perhaps knowing how to, or learning how to interrelate with our colleagues in a way that um, is mutually uh, supportive. It feeds us, it feeds them. Um, so, find ways to do that. I, I think that really contributes um, to maintaining our careers in a, in a, what is pretty much a stressful field um, on a regular basis, but it's also so worth it. And um, the, the quote I gave at my um, Connecticut speech was from William Penn. And this really sort of feeds me and motivates me. And, and this is, I expect to pass through this life, but once if therefore there be any kindness I can show or any good thing, I can do to any fellow being, let me do it now and not defer or neglect it as I shall not pass this way again. And, and really that, I try to remind myself of that on a regular basis and uh, try to continue to find my motivation for um, doing what I do. And that really is the compassion for the kids uh, and their families and, and you know, trying my best to uh, bring kindness to them every day and to the staff that I work with as well. Well said. Thank <laughs> well, you. Well, thank you, Spotty. And <laughs> you can catch Spotty here on Skills Like Podcast. <laughs> you have any questions for him? He's a wonderful supporter of our field and for people like me who are still figuring things out. So um, collaborate with us on Facebook and on Twitter. Yes. And we're happy. We're so happy that Spotty is a <laughs> member and we're happy that you all are here too so yeah. i'm proud to work with you guys oh. without a doubt so proud to work with you guys we are lucky to have you and such a well well deserved um well deserved reward um award for you absolutely thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> bye everyone <laughs>